Sally is here uh, for talking traffic. Caught up on the phone, Sally, but uh, you're, you're jack of all trades today. Good afternoon. I, I am, I am, but I'm here. Now, I know you'll be covering Croatia. You'll be doing yes. uh, some King Tut, a lot of other stuff. Are we doing King Tut first? Yeah, we'll do King Tut first because I thought it was interesting. Actually, I'm very excited about this. You're excited? Very much so. Well, on the 4th of November this year, well, a hundred years ago this year, or, um, we should be saying, archaeologist Howard Carter uncovered the lost tomb of King Tutankhamun. And, of course, as we all know, it was filled to the rafters with treasures of gold and jewels and everything a king needs for his journey into the afterlife. So that tomb is considered one of history's greatest discoveries, of course, and we know they've discovered lots of other tombs since and are still doing so, for that matter, which I find Egypt so fascinating in that respect. Look, it's, it is so fascinating. I, um, I think everyone goes through a phase, don't they, where they just get captivated by all of this stuff? Yeah, well, I used to read all the Wilbur Smith books, you know, yeah. based on Egypt. And, you know, the pyram- even the pyramids themselves, you know, mm-hmm. how they built all this stuff. Like, well, you, you're just in awe of it, really. And you just think, how did they do it? Anyway. Giants. <laughs> you reckon there were giants around there? Maybe they had trained dinosaurs. Maybe. See, the Flintstones is a true story. <laughs> so, look, there's going to be lots of celebrations, obviously, as you can imagine, in Luxor, which is where it is, of course. And um, details of the events, events sorry, are still under wraps, though they reckon it will involve, obviously, a grand street parade and all sorts of interesting things will be happening. Uh, Rumours are also swirling that the Grand Egyptian Museum, which showcases some um, 100 120,000 artefacts and never seen before treasures from the, the, the King Tut collection will be open to the public in November this year as well. So Egypt is the place to be if you're wondering where you might like to go for your mm. end of year holiday. And of course, it's the perfect time because you don't go to Egypt in summer. You, you would die of heat. Um, so they always recommend that you go between this November, December, January, February time is, is the best time to go anyway, which is great. So there's a couple of tours that are running, you know, specifically to include all of this. So, yeah, just get on the bandwagon if it's been on your bucket list to do. So that is really great. That was one of the things I w- was going to pick you up on, and you kind of covered it anyway, was the time of year with a lot of destinations is mm. very, very, cri- very crucial. Oh, look, in Egypt particularly, I mean, the heat is intense like you would end up with sunstroke you know if you if you were silly enough to go there in mm. summer unless you're an extremely strong person and you'd get very dehydrated very quickly so we always recommend well, not just Egypt of course but any of these countries that have extremes that you don't want to be there when they're having their extreme heat or cold for that matter I guess unless you really love the cold but um, yeah and sometimes obviously skiing etc I understand that but yes definitely think of the time of year it's so important in all countries so yeah, keep I, that in mind. I, I kind of wonder too, um, did they not expect that if you put a whole bunch of valuables in a spot that people aren't going to try and dig them up and rob them, grave robbers? Yeah, I guess they probably never knew what went in there. Or someone would have, yeah. but, but not a lot of people wouldn't have been aware what was even in there. Yeah. And I guess that's that's the Pandora's box, isn't it, that you open it up and you never know what you're going to expect. So, But anyway, that is certainly something to look forward to. Now... We have finding at the moment that one of the most popular destinations is Croatia. It's become really top of a lot of bucket lists to go to, and there's lots of reasons why. Um, It's it's beautiful, but just be careful. Its topography is quite hilly, 
um, and often you might be having to walk up steps and cobblestone streets. So like when you go to countries, again, think about that as well. Think about your level of fitness mm. um, as well as the heat. Again, there it gets very hot in summer. Think of good sturdy shoes, you know, because you might, there's trails, there's walking things you can do, but even just walking around some of the, you know, attractions themselves, the fortresses and whatever, you want to make sure you've got really good, strong sensible shoes on you don't want to be falling over and breaking a leg or something you know mm, so definitely not really be careful but um yeah so it's really it's poised perfectly in a way between the balkans and the rest of europe but it's got all sorts of rich history in its past so everything from you know so close to venice like from venetian palaces up to roman columns up to napoleonic forts um, the waters are just turquoise aqua Great sailing destination to sail the Croatian coast as well. Lots of fantastic national parks. Plitvici and the waterfalls there are just stunning. You've got the Diocletian Palace in Split, which is the former Roman emperor. He built it for himself in the second century and it fell into ruin. But then in the Middle Ages, it became colonised. And now it's such, such an interesting history, like your walled city of Dubrovnik. You've got lots and lots. So we can talk about that a lot more. As mm. cool. There's a lot more to talk about in Croatia. And there's incredible, um, even a skywalk that you can go over. There's just an immense range now. And it's becoming a, a real cafe culture as well. Lots of lovely wine, food, etc. So, yeah, Croatia is the flavour of the month. And I just thought I'd mention, if you are interested in doing this area, there is a wonderful itinerary. And it's just called Jewels of the Adriatic. And you start in Venice with a night's accommodation, which is lovely anyway. And you end up cruising all the way down that wonderful coastline we were mentioning um, and you finish up in what Lord Byron called the pearl of the um, Adriatic, which is Dubrovnik. Mm. Um, but you're going to love this trip because, number one, it's it's a minimum of 15 pe- um sorry, minimum of, maximum of 12 people, sorry, I'll get it right in a minute. So it's a small group, which a lot of people are looking to do at the moment. You know, they don't want to be with crowds, etc. So this small group travel is very appealing mm. to people. And you're going to see the, the beautiful Lake Bled, which is just absolutely stunning. Um, you'll go to a hilltop, medieval hilltop town called Motovun, which is renowned for its grapes and produce a particular a Croatian wine. You go to the wonderful Plitvici Lakes National Park. It's got 16 lakes connected by waterfalls. It's absolutely stunning. How awesome does that sound? It's it's stunning. Um, then, as we mentioned earlier, you go to the first century Diocletian Palace, which was built in, in the Roman time, um, in which the city of Split has been built over the centuries. Um, you go to lots of other lovely islands where you can enjoy lots of lovely seafood, um, Dubrovnik, as I said, with its medieval perimeter walls and you've got superb views across the Mediterranean and all the red-tiled roofs. It's just a beautiful you know, outlook when you're doing that again. Um, so, yeah, it's, it really is lovely. And then you also go to an area in Istria, which is a, a part of Croatia, where they make these special Croatian omelettes with truffle in them and they even have a truffle ice cream and a pasta with truffle in it as well. So you're going to get some culinary delights, you're going to get beautiful scenery, mountainous, lakes, national parks, you know, water, crystal clear turquoise water. So it's a 15-day itinerary that runs throughout the year. But as again, you do have to have a reasonable level of fitness because you will be climbing up into some monasteries and mountains and things like that. So just keep that in mind if you're thinking of doing that. And you might lose it with some of that those culinary denites. Well, though, so that, could, that could be a good thing, couldn't it? Um, now, while we're talking, of course, Europe, um, it, which everyone is still wanting to get back to, 
Greece, Spain and Croatia have had the biggest spikes in tourists in the last year, according to the World Economic Forum, and also Denmark and the Netherlands. So that's interesting as well. Now, restrictions, people keep asking, and of course this changes, as you can imagine, Mark, on a daily basis. Um, But... Most of them now, masks are no longer mandatory in most European countries, but some they still are. So just keep checking. Smart Traveller gives you lots of helpful advice, of course. Check with your travel agent, of course. They've got the up-to-date information every day. A lot of them have removed all restrictions, but some still have. So it'll depend where you're going to. And even like us in Australia, some countries like Spain, for example, on their domestic network still insist on wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it changes everywhere you go. So you've just got to be prepared that you could still have some delays you still could have a few hassles depending on where you're going to and it really is the trick isn't it like for my personal preference i understand everyone is different my mm. personal preference would be go to somewhere where there are no restrictions of any kind but yes. that still means to get to that place you may still have to go through a couple of other places uh, where there right. are so keep all of that in mind exactly right so to get to some of these countries there's no direct flights out of australia so you might be having to transit through somewhere else that has a different restriction yeah. so just keep all that in mind but please you know support your local travel agents where you can they've got all that information all that help to assist you to make your, your booking as hassle-free as possible and that's the whole idea isn't it that's what you want your holiday to be otherwise it's not a holiday <laughs> it's true and like i said <laughs> It's changing all the time. So now more than ever, uh, they can uh, give you that helping hand. They certainly can. And it's worthwhile to keep that in mind, Mark. And just remember King Tut. Absolutely. King Tut's birthday. You've got to put that one on your calendar. I will. It's on there already. Sally, plenty of hot deals around at the moment and uh, plenty of uh, travel advice. So what have you got for us there? Okay, the Cook Islands, one of my lovely little group of islands that I must get back to one day. They've got a sale on there at the moment with savings of up to $1,000 per couple, so long as you book by the 31st of August. And it's on a range of their accommodation areas on the Cooks, which are just delightful. And the people, the natives, as they say, are so friendly. Love it. And they are just wonderful. And the other one that is similar to that is Vanuatu, and they've reopened their uh, shores as well to travellers. Also, they have some great packages that are on sale up until the end of August at a range of properties. The prices will vary. They're all seven-night packages, starting from about eleven fifty up, depending on the standard of accommodation you want, and then you just add your best airfare to that. I'm staying Pacific today. Um, well, to be fair, we've been all over the world, though. Oh, we have. We've we done have. You know, the Middle East, we've all the yeah. way through Europe, and now we're just dancing through the Pacific, so I love it. Yeah, yeah. So Fiji, again, again, another really popular destination with families in particular. Again, the Fijians are so wonderful with children, so if you want to take your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, whatever, it's a lovely destination to go to. And they've got, again, packages on sale till the 31st of August, but it's just for travel from one October. October to 31 March next year. Okay, so keep that in mind. And a lot of them, again, start from under $1,000 for a five-night package, add your best airfare, and you get accommodation, a resort room with breakfast daily and all sorts of lovely things. So that's that's Fiji. And we can't forget the ditch across it. Oh, New Zealand. Not. Nice yes. and close. A spring ski special booked by 31 August again, and they've got some lovely six and seven night ski packages, one at Queenstown and one at Mount Hutt, which of course is your accommodation, off-street car parking, because most people often do hire a car to get to the resorts, your multi-mountain lift pass, and yeah, all, all that included, so that's great, and that's again starts from under $1,000, and within Australia... I've never been here, but I must admit it, another place that's on my bucket list, Mark. It's this really um, expensive glamping 
resort. Ah, uh, so, okay. so have you done glamping at all? Or, no, or no? Okay. I haven't. So this is at Sal Salas. Now, this, of course, is in Western Australia at Ningaloo Reef, where you get your luxury safari-style tent for a few days, and that is such a stunning part of the world. You know, you look at the colour of the earth, which is red, and then you've got the beach that's white and the turquoise water that's blue. So you get this incredible blur of these wonderful rainbow of colours. So they've got savings of up to $1,750 per person. And now this is valid for travel from 11 October to 10 November this year. Okay, so it's just a very short one with great savings. You get four nights accommodation in your Eco Lux Wilderness Tent, first class chef prepared meals, extensive alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks from the bar, open, kayaks, stand-up paddle boards, snorkel gear, wetsuits and all guided wilderness activities and it includes your park entrance fees. So that would be just something I think on my bucket list I would love to do. And just one last one, if you're thinking about Christmas this year, um, Albatross Tools have guaranteed all their Christmas tools will depart. Guaranteed. Okay, that's a, that's that's pretty, a plus. That's, well, that's confidence for you. Isn't it? Yeah. So they've got a range of 7 to 13 day tours covering all the wonderful Christmas markets through Austria, Bohemia, Switzerland, the Tyrol, etc. Even in, in um, Tuscany with a Venetian villa. So if you're thinking Christmas, there's something there for the people that want Christmas as well. All right, lots. Uh, we, we literally did go all the way around the world today. <laughs> uh, Sally, you'll be, we'll be hearing from you next week. Uh, just a yes. bit of a heads up, a couple of things you'll be talking about next week on Talking Travel. Next week, we're going to be talking about an incredible rail journey in the Himalayan region of the, of the world and our own Tasmania. All right, so uh, lots to look forward to next week. Thanks, Sally. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Mark. And in the middle of all that, you actually were doing some travelling yourself over to Western Australia. Got to see the new grandson. Oh, how exciting is that? Very. Oh. <laughs> all right, thanks, Sally. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>